Hi, I'm Alex Canavan, and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, brought to you by the CNY Women's Network. Tune in every Monday for conversations with Central New York's finest. I'll be interviewing an array of entrepreneurs, executives, and changemakers, so be sure to keep your notes app handy. Here's your friendly reminder that no matter where you are, the sky's the limit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast presented by the CNY Women's Network. I'm your host, Alex Canavan, founder of the CNY Women's Network, which is a community and lifestyle brand designed for women who lead and live in central New York. This is my first solo episode. And today we're going to do something a little different. I am going to run through a list of different products, habits, and mindset shifts that I feel have completely changed the game for me in 2023. So you can bring them into 2024 and maybe ramp things up a bit. We love that. The CNY Women's Network is all about growth and helping women manage to thrive in both their businesses and in their lives. Be sure to stay until the end of the episode because I'm going to let you guys in on an opportunity to make 2024 your best year yet. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with the fun stuff. Let's start with the products. What products have changed the game for me in 2023? I want to get into supplements. Um, I'm going to do the old influencer disclaimer. I am not a health professional. Uh, Before you go and purchase any of these supplements, be sure to consult with your medical professional. The first one I'm going to get into is magnesium. Magnesium is incredible. I'm sure you've heard about all the health benefits, helps a lot with sleep, helps a lot with anxiety, uh, mood management, uh, brain fog, cognition. I have a few different magnesium products that I love. I take a liposomal magnesium supplement by Symbiotica. I also really like to use their magnesium oil spray, especially at night because it has a little bit of lavender oil in it. I don't know if this really matters, but I like to pinpoint this product on areas where I know my lymph nodes are located, like my armpits, my chest, my ankles, my my knees. Uh, the spray claims to reduce joint and muscle pain and reduce inflammation. So I don't know. Um, I I think my philosophy is, is a, if I put it as close to my lymph nodes as possible, it'll absorb the quickest and maybe even to its fullest capacity, but that might just be a, um, a theory. If I have my menstrual cycle and I'm dealing with a lot of cramping as well, I will drench my hips and my womb area in this magnesium oil. I try to avoid uh, pain medication like Tylenol and Aleve and all that stuff as much as possible. So that's when magnesium really comes into play. I think magnesium helps a lot really with Uh, rest and recovery of the body and the mind. And I don't really know if this is a common thing, but I also will take a little bit more magnesium at night if I had a few drinks at dinner. And I feel like it just helps me kind of recover a little bit more while I'm sleeping. And like I said, it helps a lot with anxiety. And I don't know about you, but especially lately... My anxiety is so bad the morning after drinking, so I've really cut back on the alcohol a lot in 2023. I've totally redefined my relationship to alcohol, and that's something I'm super proud of. Maybe uh, I'll get into that in another episode, but yeah, I think 
magnesium is a lifesaver and it can be used for so many different things. I also started taking a vitamin D3 plus K2 supplement. I use the one by AG1. It's a little dropper bottle, so it's a liquid supplement. It's not a pill, which is great for absorption. For those of us that live in central New York and are fighting for our lives most days, especially between the months of October and March, <laughs> Uh, which is a huge part of our year. We definitely don't see the sun enough, which means we're not getting enough vitamin D in, which means that our immune systems and our energy levels are probably lacking. So definitely getting your hands on a great D3 plus K2 supplement is crucial. And again, I recommend the one by AG1. Okay, so 2023 was the year that I started using castor oil for two different reasons. I use castor oil on my eyebrows. I use this product I literally got off Amazon. I'm pretty sure it was like six bucks. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. It is incredible. I wanted to reshape my brows this year and lift them, but also still maintaining a full brow look. And I swear my brows look better than they ever have. They've grown a ton in the places that I've wanted my brows to grow. And I love using this product just like every day um, as kind of an eyebrow gel because who doesn't love a brushed up brow look? Um, I hate when my brows are not sitting properly and I just feel like I look so much more put together even when I'm wearing no makeup if my brows are placed properly. So castor oil on the brows have been a game changer for me this year. And I also have been doing castor oil packs which are um, meant to promote liver health. A lot of chronic pain and health issues can be linked to poor liver health. So I just, you know, when I'm feeling extra motivated, I will do a castor oil pack while I sleep, which is literally just you lather castor oil all over the right side of your torso, which is where the liver is located. And castor oil has been known to stimulate the flow of the lymphatic system and serves as an aid in detoxing the gallbladder and the liver. Castor oil has been used in Ayurvedic medicine for thousands of years for many different purposes. So if you plan on leaning into your wellness journey in 2024, I recommend you give it a try. Okay, something I am absolutely obsessed with lately is red light therapy. I get that this might not be the most accessible product for people, but it's something I love. It's something that I think is a good investment if you are into kind of the wellnessy biohacker products. Um, I started out with just one of those red light masks. Um, I believe the one I have is from Omnilux. It's the contour one, so it's like flexible. Um, I love that actually more than the Dr. Dennis Gross one, which is kind of like a face shape that you just put on the face because the Omnilux one can just lay flat. So I actually like to put that on my neck and decollete area if I'm laying in bed uh, after I've done my face. And I just think it's kind of um, you're hitting two birds with one stone sort of product. So if you want to save your coin and buy something that is really versatile, get that. Although I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure two days ago it like crapped the bed on me and it literally won't turn on. So I have to check and see if there's a warranty on it. I'll let you guys know. 
but for Christmas this year, my lovely fiance got me the platinum LED red light panel. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's like the two foot or two and a half foot long panel. And I just have it resting up against a window. Honestly, it's like propped up on a windowsill and I have a little chair in front of it because now I do my morning meditating and uh, affirmations and gratitude journaling in this little nook over here right in front of my red light. So a little habit stack for you. The red light is great for reducing inflammation and for healing the body. So I actually strained my back really bad a few days ago and I sat right in front of the LED light for like 20 minutes just scrolling my phone to be honest but you know lots of health benefits with red light therapy it also can stimulate hair growth so I even like to prop my red light panel up in my little workout area and I will just prop it up against the wall on the ground and I'll turn away from it and lay on the ground on my yoga mat and do crunches in front of it. And I don't know, I'm, I'm nuts, honestly, but I feel like it's good for hair growth. <laughs> um, I love a habit stack. I love a habit stack. So if you ever need any habit stack ideas, shoot me a message. Speaking of habits, we're going to get into habits now, okay? Um, I think products and habits kind of go hand in hand. You're talking to someone who is like the best consumer ever, okay? It is not hard to influence me. Please take my money. That's just how I am. So, But this year, I've become a lot more conscious and intentional about what I'm consuming and what I'm spending my money on and is this actually enriching my life or is it just something I feel like I need because we're having a moment right now? So timers, I have been dying to make this video because I wanted to talk about timers. This is for my ADHD girlies out there that love to procrastinate and just take their sweet old time. Girls, as in me, um, ever since I was a little girl, my mother used to tell me I was slower than molasses in January. So that being said, you're talking to someone who really struggles getting things done. It's not so much of a struggle for me to start, but to get things done and done on time, huge struggle for me. So that's where timers come in. I started doing this this year and first you're going to want to start out by simply timing yourself doing things, right? Doing certain tasks for work. Um, that'll give you an idea about how long things actually take you. So then you can go and look at that data and use it accordingly when planning out your work schedule or your content calendar or anything like that. I found that really helpful. And then how do I use the timers after I already know how long everything will take me? Well, I kind of use it as almost an accountability partner. And when I can look at the timer and see just how long something took me and I know full well that I 
got off track and, you know, kind of was dilly dallying and not being as focused as I should be, I can look at the timer and see how much time I just cost myself, which, you know, sounds almost a little harsh, but not really at all. If I'm being honest, I'm a naturally self-motivated type of person. So I, I allowed myself to be a coach in a way to myself. Like I'm not afraid to just be completely honest and be like, yeah, Alex, you completely screwed off for the in, an entire hour and this is on you. So now you have to get this work done and it's taking you a lot longer than you originally planned and it's your fault. It's all your fault. So basically when the timer's on and I'm doing something and I kind of peer back over at it, it just keeps me in check really. Uh, I think it's Definitely been a game changer with my productivity. My next habit is Bikram yoga. Now, if you don't know what Bikram yoga is, it's basically a specific yoga style that is the original hot yoga practice. And Bikram is a series of 26 different poses that you perform and hold on both sides, your right and your left. And you hold these poses for 30 to 90 seconds, I believe. Original version of this class is usually a 90 minute class, but I, I just take a 60 minute class twice a week. And the reason why I want to tell you guys about this is because like I've done Bikram. I, I've, I did it a few years ago and it immediately scared me away from it because it was so hard and um, kind of grueling. Like it just felt like I was being punished and not really you know, moving my body and flowing the way that I wanted to. And I've been practicing hot yoga for three years now. And I've really just done a lot of vinyasa or like a power flow, lots of lunges, lots of um, just flowing through the practice. And I have a background in dance. So the reason why I bring that up is because when you're a dancer, your job is to get your leg as high as possible and get as deep as possible as you can into poses. Uh, really just kind of pushing yourself to your limit and doing th everything as big and as full as you can do it. Um, so I took this into my hot yoga practice. And the reason why I'm bringing up that and this right now is because Bikram yoga has a completely different approach than a vinyasa or a power flow. There's a lot of balancing and holding of these poses, but the studio that I started going to, um, their motto is, is relax and open. And the first class I took it was a huge struggle for me. And, and I remember the, the instructor kind of picking on me a bit because I just, I wasn't doing that. I was not relaxing. I wasn't opening. I put myself in a box and, and I, approached yoga like I was on a stage or maybe competing with the person next to me in the room. And that's not what yoga is supposed to be. Yoga is not ego-driven. We're not there to do the deepest lunge we can and get our leg as high as we possibly can. Overextending yourself, locking out your knees, and pushing yourself to that limit really isn't helpful or healthy. I, I was confused why, you know, I'm doing all this yoga, I'm taking great care of myself. Why am I, why are my knees always in pain? Why does my lower back hurt this bad? And as soon as I started practicing Bikram, like I said, I do it twice a week. I'll, I take their 6 a.m. class uh, Mondays and Fridays. It's a beautiful way to start the day, wonderful way to start my week and end it. Uh, the sun rises between 6, 6 to 7 a.m. So we get to 
kind of experience that through the windows at the studio and it's just wonderful but i also i can definitely feel a difference uh i don't have the knee pain that i've been struggling with for the past few years and I feel stronger. There's definitely a time and place to stretch and to really get deep and, and open things up, but there's also a time and place to strengthen and to really maintain the integrity in, in your yoga practice. Uh, and I think that the integrity happens when you let go of the ego, when you ease up a bit and you don't go as deep, you don't lock out the knees. So you bend the knees a little bit more. You're kind of just doing the pose justice, right? And I think it's taught me a lot and in, in my personal life too. Um, the last class I took at the studio, the teacher called on me and um, acknowledged that I was really relaxed. I spent most of my practice with my eyes closed and that showed uh, that I was truly relaxing and opening, just like she says. So I've kind of taken that approach with me in the other areas of my life and it's it's been a total game changer. Okay, cold water exposure. What is this? Well, you know, cold plunges. You've been seeing them everywhere on social media. Um, cold showers. Deliberate cold water exposure. Look it up. There's an amazing podcast by Andrew Huberman that goes deep into this topic for like two to three hours. I'm pretty sure it's enlightening. It's really cool. And this is something that is extremely accessible for all of us. So if you don't have access to a cold plunge, definitely start out by just taking a cold shower. It does wonders for the nervous system, does wonders for your energy levels. And that's how I like to start every day. I like to do a little dry brushing, maybe a little lymphatic face massage beforehand to kind of get the juices flowing and then a cold shower right after I am off to the races. So uh, especially on days where I know I need the energy to be high, I'm definitely doing a cold shower. Days where I have to go podcast and hang out and talk to people that I've never talked to at length before, you know, doing things that I know I need to show up confident, enthusiastic, and grounded in, that's when I'm doing a cold shower. Highly recommend. And here's another thing that we've been hearing about everywhere and I'm so glad that we have, uh, weightlifting. I am totally guilty of the limiting belief that, oh, I don't wanna weightlift because I wanna be long and lean and I, I just don't identify as like a weightlifter. And I wanna get into this for a little bit because it's not that I have adopted this completely different way of seeing myself or a new identity, if you will. I've just kind of made weightlifting work for me. Something that really helped me start to weightlift is understanding that I'm going to start off with like five or 10 pound dumbbells. And that's, that's going to be it for me. I'm going to start there. And then I can always work my way up when I'm feeling ambitious or feeling confident. But even just like working with 10 pound dumbbells and using that time to turn on my music and just connect to my body and be with myself and breathe through it. It's just, it's a total mood changer, a total game changer. When I'm in a really bad mood, I've started to just go downstairs in the basement where I work out and start lifting weights because it just completely takes you out of the mind and into the body. And it's something that you can do that is extremely empowering. 
All right, last habit I want to talk to you guys about, and I know you've heard me talk about this before, but I simply cannot shut up about breathwork. There's dozens of different kinds of breathwork. Uh, I practice a few different kinds depending on what I'm really needing at the moment. I am just a huge believer in taking deep breaths as much as possible, especially when you notice that the body is feeling overwhelmed or tense, or you just notice that your breath is very, very shallow, which is super common. Increasing the amount of oxygen in the body does wonders for your energy and cognition. I'm also a huge lover of transformational breath work. Transformational breath work is something that's not typically done in the middle of the day or just on short notice. It's definitely something you want to set aside time to do and to practice because it really uh, takes you out of the environment around you and really taps into the subconscious and the body. But for me, transformational breath work is a practice that I use to get out the gunk, if you will. Um, it helps me realize and work through some of my stored emotions. And um, it almost feels like kind of like a month's worth of therapy in one hour. So if you notice that you typically ignore your own emotions and don't really like give yourself the time to feel, if you notice that you might be struggling for um, a lot of anxiety, depression, or even chronic pain in your hips, um, these are all signs that there are some things that you need to deal with and work through. So for us busy women that don't have much time to be emotional and we're usually just putting on a brave face every day so we can do the things we need to get done, um, I highly recommend going to this event because it's two hours out of your month to work through all of the things. We actually host a monthly breathwork event called the Monthly Breakthrough, and last month we added on a restorative yoga element, which was a huge fan favorite, so be sure to check that out. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes. All right, now we're going to get into some mindset shifts, and this has hands down been the biggest game changer for me in 2023. You need to ditch your perfectionism. I'll say it again. You need to ditch your perfectionism. It is holding you back, okay? You are talking to someone that still struggles to show up and put herself out there. I still have a lot of work to do, and there's still so many ways that I would like to show up. But I decided this year that all of the ideas that I have in my head and all the ambitions that I have in my heart, they're not by coincidence. Uh, I'm, I'm a person of faith. I believe in God, and I fully believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that there's a higher power behind every single experience we all have in our lives. And I fully believe that God would not give you your ideas, your dreams, your ambitions by mistake. He's putting these ideas and these thoughts in your head because he knows you have the potential to achieve them. And again, I will reiterate in the words of Kim Fisher, your mission is not about you. It's about other people. Every time I obsess about anything around social media or content creation or showing up, going to a networking event, even going to a specific event that I know is good for me, good for my career, but I just don't feel like showing up because I don't feel like I am the best version of myself today. Do it anyway. Literally do it anyway. 
because I can safely say that the times where I chose to push through it and go to the event and show up and create that piece of content, something amazing happened. And I'm always left with the feeling of, thank God I showed up. Thank God I pushed through my imposter syndrome and my perfectionism and I showed up because me putting myself and putting whatever content I create out into the world, it's it's not for me. It's not to glorify myself or romanticize my own life. It's not about me. It's about the mark I want to leave on the world. It's about changing people's lives. It's about inspiring people. It's about supporting other people, connecting other people. That's what it's about for me. I know that to be true. I know that in my heart. And that's what I remind myself of every time I'm feeling the perfectionism kick in. I cannot even begin to explain how many pieces of content I put out this year where I hated the way I looked. I'm being completely honest. Like, I feel like a majority of the things I've had to post for the brand that I'm trying to build were not the most flattering <laughs> angles or images of me. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, it's not like I don't have those thoughts in my head anymore. Like I still have the fear. I still have the anxiety. I still have the dread of looking at myself or hearing myself and not really loving it. But honestly, I just, you know, get real. Like, what do you want? And if you want to be perfect, I'm sorry, but you're never going to get there. Care more about other people than you care about yourself. Care more about making a difference in the world. It's not about you. It's about other people. So remember that next time you are not posting because you didn't get the perfect angle of yourself. The ego is an abundance blocker. Your ego is going to hold you back from opportunities. It's going to hold you back from enriching relationships. It's going to hold you back from conflict resolution. It's going to hold you back from abundance. All right. My last game changer of 2023 has been the notion of investing in a learning or enriching life experience. Better yet, if it's amongst other people who share the same goals or priorities that you do. I have become a lot more conscious of what am I spending my money on? What am I buying? Is it actually contributing to my life? It is, is it actually contributing to my success? Is it getting me further along in my mission or is it not? And if it isn't, I'm at a point where I, I don't need it. I find experiences and opportunities to, to connect with people that inspire me or people that I resonate with so much more valuable than, you know, buying the next handbag that I'm, I see every influencer getting for Christmas. If you're into business, I, rec I recommend looking into conferences to attend. If you're into wellness and healing, I recommend looking into retreats to attend. There's a ton of different institutes all around the country, but there's also a ton of great wellness brands here in central New York that host retreats of their own. Or even simply build community around things you care about. What do I mean when I say this? Well, if you really care about your yoga practice, find a yoga studio that you love and start connecting with the people that you notice are regulars there. Building friends around healthy habits and things that you actually care about is something that I really put my foot down on this year. It's no secret that 
connection and interpersonal relationships are the end all be all when it comes to fulfillment and living lives with purpose and meaning. So make sure you're making friends in the right places. Make sure you're frequenting places and supporting causes that matter to you. If you don't, you're going to end up spending a lot of time with people that you actually don't really relate to and attracting people in your life that might not have the same values as you or standards that you want to uphold for your life. Those are some of the products, habits, and mindset shifts that I feel have completely changed my life in 2023. If you have any you'd like to share, I'd love for you to leave a comment in our latest Instagram post. I will be posting a few clips from this episode on social media, so you can go ahead and give us a follow at cnywn.cultivatepod, and you can follow the CNY Women's Network as well at CNY Women's Network. But before I go, I want to let you guys in on an opportunity I have for you. On January 27th, I will be hosting an event with Kim Fisher, Manifesting and Empowerment Leadership Coach. And we are going to bring you a dynamic and immersive, value-packed virtual event called Manifesting 2024. Yes, we're going to manifest, okay? We're going to teach you guys the basics of manifesting, how you guys can continue manifesting in your everyday lives. And then we're going to put the pen to paper and actually get really granular about 2024. What is it going to look like for us? What goals do we have? Whether it's business, personal, relational, anything, fitness, what have you. You're going to be able to apply the practices that we do in this event to all areas of your life. And we are going to cap it all off with a little community arts and crafts time. I'm going to be guiding you guys through creating your own digital vision board that you guys can save as the screensaver on your phone. So you can look at this every day, which is key to effective manifestation. And we're going to do this in community. There's going to be plenty of time for us to engage, network, and declare our goals to each other because part of setting goals is speaking them into the universe. Um, I would not have launched this podcast had I not almost bound myself to a verbal contract by sharing with other people, you know, the launch date. I am a huge believer in manifesting. Call it what you want. It's real. And it's going to be happening on Saturday, January 27th via Zoom, presented by the CNY Women's Network in collaboration with Kim Fisher. So for more details about that and to get your tickets, be sure to click the link in the show notes or simply go to Eventbrite and look up Manifesting 2024. All right, guys, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, Sitting down at first was really hard. Doing my hair and makeup the day after Christmas was really hard, but I did it and I did it for you guys. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a rating and review and until next time, bye.